Yeah, and uh, sooner or later we're going to have to say, wait a minute, we can't let this virus keep us in prison forever. So most people get any shots, so folks have had it, so we're back. We're talking about the seven deadly D's, and I want you to really understand, last week we talked about this uh, 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 disappointment. Now disappointment, if we talked about last night, that's a mind thing. All right, that's the thing that's in your mind, disappointment. But we're talking about where, but we found out where Satan could get in and distract us. So remember, he likes a toehole, foothole, stronghold. So the one that we're dealing with today is a discouragement. Now listen, there's a difference between disappointment and discouragement. Discouragement gets into spirit. Discouragement gets into the spirit. And that thing can cause you a whole lot of trouble. Uh, and, and so we, and, and many of us, and this is really good for you all to have children. And because and, many of you have had this happen in your life when you grew up because a lot of our parents didn't understand what they were doing to us when they were discouraging us. They thought they were really helping us or motivating us, but they weren't motivating us. They were discouraging us. Mm -hmm. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of that, remember, don't get upset because you didn't get it or you hadn't given it to your child. A lot of that is because we didn't know. We didn't know that, that the damage it could do. So what we're talking about here, we're talking about, and I do these six deadly deeds every now and then, these are the things that Satan can use to come in to your life and destroy your life. Now, whether we like this or not, the best of the best never got there because they were, dis, dis, the spirit of discouragement got into them. And, they, and, and I'm gonna teach you something today that I know for sure. Now, so what we're talking about, I want you to say discouragement. That's the word we're using, discouragement, right? Discouragement. Say that, discouragement. Because I want us to understand that. Because sometimes I've watched people, especially even in sports and coaching and things, instead of motivating a person, they've discouraged that person. Are you with me? And sometimes I've seen parents, instead of motivating uh, that, that uh, child, they discourage that child. Can we go further? And so sometimes I've seen spouses think that they were motivating the spouse, but they were really discouraging that spouse. And so what happens is Satan uses this as an opportunity to get in to destroy the individual or to destroy the relationship. Does that make sense what I'm saying? You see, remember, he can use that to destroy the individual or he can destroy a relationship. And so we as Christians want to make sure that we're doing the right, state, right thing. Discouragement meant, means to what? To deprive. Now, it means to deprive, to take something away from someone mm -hmm. needed to survive. That's what deprive means. It means to take something away from somebody that they need to survive. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Satan loves to do that. I mean, he wants us to destroy each other. I was talking to Brother Isaac and I were talking about there. Uh, it's so good to see so many people were talking about this thing has gotten, it's caused divorces, it's caused financial things, it's caused people, it's called suicide. What it's done is Satan got in there, somebody got discouraged and, and, and he described, he took away, he took away uh, from them what they need to survive. Now listen to me very clearly. It means to take away something that someone needs to survive. Look on your internet, you all do. How many people have committed suicide? 
doing these times? It's unbelievable. And they say from 10 to 16, I think it is, or 14. From 10 to 16 year old kids are committing suicide. Go home and look it up. Well, what has happened is somebody, okay, said something. Satan took that opportunity to, uh, of discouragement, and that person uh, was taking the very thing that they need to survive was taken from them. So we need to be very careful what we say and how we say things to each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I doing all right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we and this is where I'm going to show you where it happens in homes between a husband and a wife. I'll show you, and we'll use two examples for women that have courage. Because you know, when women get their mind made up, they they hard to stop doing anything. But yeah, oh, it's going to be in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, you see. But we want to make sure. We want to make sure that we are not uh, discouraging. Okay our children. You see? We're not discouraging our parents, our spouses. We got to be careful of that because Satan wants, he comes to kill, to steal and destroy. So anytime that he can get advantage on someone, he wants that toe, hold foot, hold strong hold. And then once he gets that, if he can get that discouragement in, you discourage somebody, he gets that toe hole in, he'll get that foot hole in, then he gets a strong hole and that person has got has been released of everything that they need to survive. Mm-hmm. All right, keep going. And it also includes taking away of courage. And it takes away the courage. Mm-hmm. This is what this does. It takes away the courage, the hope, or the confidence. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay? It disheartens a person. It causes someone to lose determination. That's right. You have to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. All right? And the next one is what? Be careful with this one. Dispiriting. It's dispiriting. Mm -hmm. And dispiriting is to frustrate, Mm -hmm. to discourage, to make fearful, to break confidence. Mm -hmm. We teach life lessons over here. There's a many, a young woman that was discouraged and got in this situation and circumstance and stayed in a relationship that they should have never got in. But it came to the point that they they felt that they, they were frustrated, they were discouraged, all right? They were made fearful, fearful that I may not get anybody, but this is the best I can get. It breaks their confidence. We've seen it. Satan, that's what he wants to get you to. You see, people who struggle with addictions, people who struggle with addictions, this is the thing that they go through. It breaks their confidence. It, It breaks them emotionally to the point that they feel that they can't do anything any better. Are y'all with me? Mm-hmm. You see, and, and some of that responsibility is upon us. Yeah. How have we, we've done this, to, have we done this to people? We need to be careful with that. Am I doing all right? To hinder, it means to, uh, to hinder. Mm-hmm. We, sometimes you think you're helping, but you ain't helping, you're hindering. And so Satan uses that opportunity to hinder, to depress. To weaken. Mm-hmm. It all comes from that deadly deed, discouragement. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be careful from now on. How we talk to one another. How we listen to one another. How we process what we hear when someone is speaking. We need to process what we're speaking to someone. There are some things that you can say to some people that you can't say to others. 
See, in, in, in our household with, with Marco and, 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 and Michael, well, see, Michael, that's, uh, you had to get with him. You had, to knucklehead. you had to get right with him. You see, Marco, her mama would get with her. All you had to do is talk to Isaac. Because he done seen what the other folks went through. <laughs> he, said, he said, no, I ain't got to go there. That's true. Yeah, he didn't see them, and you know, back in them days, you know, it was a different day than this day. There wasn't no corners. But, you know, so he said, oh, no, I ain't got to go there. But so each person has to be treated according to, right? Because you can break a person's spirit. You can break a person's spirit. And see, so Satan wants to break, he wants to, and he really, the thing that Satan hates most of all, like this or not, what I'm getting ready to say, the thing that Satan hates most of all is marriage. Yeah. I'm telling you, he hates marriage. He hates families because God honors marriage and God honors families and Satan hates him. So he tries to do everything he can to destroy them. He wants to get a toe hole in so he can get a foot hole in so he can get a strong hole in. Because he hates that. We know what we know that. And so what we're going to talk about today briefly is, was that good? Y'all got that? So we need to make some changes. Because I know with all the people in here, somebody's not doing it right. We just need it. Well, let's get it right. Right? Let's get it right. All right? There are people in here. Now, don't get say, I love you, Pastor. I love you, Pastor. There are people in here stuck on jobs that you should never be on, that you should be past. But you got discouraged. And the worst discouragement is when you put it on yourself. Do you understand? Do you understand? You can get discouraged in your own head by speaking to yourself and discourage you and start telling yourself you ain't this. I can't do this. You know, I was listening at the news. I'm a news guy. And one of the new things with some of the big investment companies, you all see the new things, right? I'll tell you, ask what, Pastor? Pastor? They don't want people with degrees. Pull it up. They're saying because they're going to retrain them anyway. Well, China's been doing that for years because we know that. And what they're saying is people are going to get a degree. They get a degree and taking classes that they're never going to use on the job that they want them to have. You see? So, so and they showed and they talked to some people on there. And this one young lady, cause she was just excited about what she's doing. She was talking about she's making $70,000 a year. This is this morning I was looking at. She was excited. She, she was, uh, 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 I had her own one child. She had one child and it was just her. And she didn't have uh, a college education, but she got this job making $70,000 a year because they trained her. She could have got discouraged. She didn't get discouraged. She kept working. All right, which is my first one here? Now, now I'm going to start with this. this one here. Let me tell you, am I doing Job first? No. If you want to. No, we can wait with that one. Okay. Now, Jesus, this is a parable Jesus is talking about. I think this is where I'm at. Okay? Luke 18, verse 1 through 8 from The Voice. He told them a parable, urging them to keep praying and never grow discouraged. So he's, Jesus is teaching, and remember this, he told them a parable and urged them to keep praying and never get discouraged. In this prayer, in this parable, he uses women. Now, women, don't get mad at me. So I love you, Pastor. Love you, Pastor. Now, when you get women, they make up their mind. 
and they really get solid in it, you got something on your hands. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Mother's Mad started with what? A woman that got upset because she lost her daughter. And look how powerful that thing is. I think Black Lives Matter is a woman's over that. Right? So you got to be very careful when you get a woman, she's got her mind fixed. And so gee, this is why Jesus is probably using a woman here. All right, here we go. So Jesus says, there was a judge living in a certain city. He showed no respect for God or humanity. So this, this was a judge. He didn't care nothing about God. He didn't care nothing about humanity. He didn't care about nobody. Okay. And he had never lost, probably never lost a battle because he didn't care nothing about not anybody. Remember what I told y'all? But when you get a woman, oh my God, that she's got her mind made up to something. See what happens here. In that same city, there was a widow. Again and again, she kept coming to him seeking justice. She, this widow kept coming what? Again and again, seeking what? Justice. Seeking what? Justice. Seeking what? Justice. Yeah, she kept coming again and again, seeking justice mm -hmm. to a man who wasn't afraid of God or humanity. Mm -hmm. But she got in herself, no, I'm, keep, I'm coming back. He probably sent her away, I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. She kept going back. This is what the scripture said. This is why Jesus used this parable. Mm -hmm. She never got discouraged. Right. She kept going back and going back. And what happened? And in verse 4, he paid no attention to her request for a while. He, he didn't pay any attention to her request. Y'all do some of this woman. Shut her up. Go. <laughs> so he didn't pay any attention to her request. Okay? But guess what happens? But then he said to himself, I don't care about what God thinks of me. He said, I don't care about what God thinks of me. That's pretty bold there. Mm -hmm. Right? Right, much less what any mere human thinks. Or less, less what the community, well. society, CNN, Fox. So I don't care nothing about all that. But this widow is driving me crazy. He said, but this widow is driving me crazy. <laughs> One woman, he's using his parables, said, she's driving me crazy. What? She's never going to quit coming to see me unless I hear her case. She's not, she's not going to quit. She is not going to get discouraged. All right? And provide her legal protection. Until she gets her legal protection. You see? She kept coming. She didn't get discouraged. And she got what she wanted. Because she wouldn't give up. See, a lot of people would give up get discouraged, but not her. She said, I'm gonna get justice. That sounds like something that we all could read because what's going on here now. You know, she said, she gets justice. She kept coming. She didn't worry about being humiliated. She didn't worry about being talked about. She didn't worry about a man that didn't care nothing about God, people, anything. She wasn't afraid of him. She said, I'm gonna keep coming until I get justice. She never got discouraged. When we do these these deeds is to forget this. You don't want to forget this. Read the scriptures. Put the scriptures down. When you get to the point where you have to go move in to do something that you're afraid to do, read it. Read it. And say, wait a minute, I'm going to read this scripture and I'm going to pray on this scripture and I'm going to ask God to give me the courage to make a stand. And when I can't stand, old folks know this, I'm going to stand anyhow. That's right. 
I'm going to be like the woman in the parable here until I get justice, until I get the job that I deserve to have. I'm going to do everything I need to do. You see, until I get justice. That's the power of a person that didn't get discouraged. She could have gotten discouraged many, many times. But see, with some women, I'm married to one, with some women, the more you try to say no, the more that encourages them to get you to say yes. So you could have just saved some time and said yes up front. You know what I'm talking about? All right. You, come on, y'all. Some of you women here, come on. Come on, just because y'all got the mask on. Don't be, don't be trying. Y'all know, you, you know how you can be. All right? <laughs> you see them. You see what's going on in this society out here. Women took the lead. And it's working. You see? All right. Then he says in verse 7, If that judge can be moved to act justly, won't God bring justice for his chosen people when they cry to him day and night? Well, God will do, if you can do that to them, guess what God will do for you? Hallelujah. All right. Will he be slow to bring them justice? Mark my words, God will intervene fast with vindication. Yeah, he will. But you can't get discouraged. You can't get discouraged. You got to keep going. Don't, don't let anybody... Don't let anybody dispirit you. Don't let any situation dispirit you. People been, we've been living a lie, talking about how powerful God is. Then we get in a situation and get dispirited, get frustrated, discouraged. We made fearful, we break our confidence. We don't do that. Do we ladies? Do we ladies? Do we ladies? Remember that. Do we gentlemen? We keep moving forward, you see. We take something away from, we ain't gonna let Satan take the same, something from us to survive because we're not survivors. We're victorious people in here, you see. I hate that, they call me one of them. I hate that, talking about a cancer survivor. What is that? No, I've overcame cancer. I'm an overcomer. Do you all understand what I'm talking about? Amen. All right. Am I doing all right? Yes. Let's see what the next one is. So now we're actually going to talk about Job. Now, now, when you get married, when you get, well, wherever you get married at, you say to death do us part. Huh? In sickness and in health. Huh? For better or worse. Isn't that, isn't that right? That's what you say when you get married. You see, and some, that, that's probably one of the biggest lies ever told in, in America, right? No, that, when you say that, and, and, and if the, I don't know how other preachers do it, but when I stand up and do that, you know what I say to y'all? You're doing this in, the, in front of God, right? And this company, right? That's what you're saying. And that's what, really, that's what you're saying. And so the person that you ought to be able to depend on most of all in your life is that person you married to. And you all tell, I tell you all all the time, when I get into the wedding counseling, the first thing that I do is I talk to people and I say, you know, the Bible says for better or worse. Now, for better or worse means you might have to change that person's diapers. You see, so you might understand that. It can happen to that. And so you would, you would think, now, you married couples in here and single people who are looking for somebody to marry. This is, the, this is what, you want to listen to this story. You want to be careful because you want to get the right person. 
Here we go. And now Job was in a bad situation. And he had boils all over his body. And he was just in a bed, he was in extreme pain. And so the very person that should be there for him to nourish him through these things should be his wife. Here we go. So this is uh, found in Job 2, starting at verse 8 from the message. He took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself. He's scraping the scabs. Then went and sat on a trash heap among the ashes. Yes, he's mourning. Now here's, here's the key. So you know his wife, who said, for death do us part, for better or worse, in sickness and in health, went to where he was at and encouraged him. Let's see what happens. His wife said, still holding on to your precious integrity, are you? Curse God and be done with it. Wow. The very person that should have been there to encourage him discouraged him. You need to think about it. That's, Satan got in there and he took that double D and discouraged. But how did Job handle it? How did Job handle when the person that he loved and the person that should be in there? Listen how Job handled that. He told her, you're talking like an empty-headed fool. I like that, empty-headed fool. <laughs> I might use that. <laughs> <laughs> we take the good days from God. Why not also the bad days? And we have to understand that sometimes. And if you're married, whatever, if you ain't married, you got somebody in your life, there are going to be some bad days. What do you think this is? There's going to be some bad days. That's just part of life, people. Job was smart. He said, I'm going to take the good days and the bad days. You see? And you want somebody with you that loves you enough that will stick with you through the good days and the bad days. He didn't have that. Because we'll read another part here. She told him, what's wrong with you? Give up. Quit. She tried to discourage him. All right? And not once through all this did Job sin. He said nothing against God. Not one time. He had so much faith and integrity in his life that he would not speak against God. Now that's solid, people. No, that's solid. That is solid. Because let me tell you something. I can promise you something. Trouble going to find you. You're going to go through something in life. That's just how life is. But how you handle it makes the difference. You see? That's right. All right. We're going to read it again, the wife's response in verse 8, verse 9 from The Voice. And she says, will you still not swerve in your commitment? So he said, well, you need to swerve in your commitment. She's trying to discourage him to walk away from her, from his commitment to God. This is scripture. That's right. She's trying to discourage you. All right? And again, she says, curse God and die. Wow. Just curse God and die. Not, I want to help you. We'll work through this together. Whatever I need to do. She said, you need to just curse God and die. That's right. Try to discourage him. Satan tried to get in there and discourage him. This could be male or female and his wife. We need to be careful. When you say something, you need to mean it. In sickness and health, for better or worse, for rich or poor, 
Not her. He said, you need to curse God and die. At the very moment that he needed her, the very person that promised to death to us part was the very one that Satan used to try to get him and discourage him to go against God. Isn't that something? Y'all quiet because you're listening? All right. And it can be either way. It could be either way. It can be the husband. Either way. Don't get, don't get the feeling yourselves, guys. It can, it can be either way. All right. Then he says, you're speaking nonsense like some depraved woman. He said, you're speaking nonsense. Because he spoke from his faith. He spoke from his faith. You're speaking nonsense. All right. I look at these young people, some of you young single people in here and some of you kids back there is going to grow up. You better make sure you don't get this one. Get this, this one to bail out. You get sick, this one to bail out on you. Yeah. This husband to bail out, this wife will bail out. You better make sure you don't get this one. Okay? He says, are we to accept the good that comes from God? And I love it. Are we to accept the good that comes from God, but not accept the bad? Mm-hmm. Throughout all the this, Job did not sin with his mouth. He would not curse God. Because he never got discouraged, right. even though Satan tried to put, it, put that spirit of discouragement in there. Mm-hmm. Are y'all with me? Yeah. I'm loving this. All right. Now let's turn to Mark 5, verse 25 from the Passion. I'm going back to the ladies. I love looking at these scriptures for women. You all are something. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now, in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. Now, here's a woman that suffered for 12 years. Sickness for 12 years. Now, you would think that if you suffered for something for 12 years, you would be willing to get that up. What did she do? Well, that bleeding made her ritually unclean and an outcast, according to the purity laws. See, and, and, and because of the laws at those times, she wasn't even supposed to be coming out in public because they looked at her as unclean. Right? And they looked at her as an outcast. Okay? So the very law could have caused her to be what? Discouraged. But what is she... But I just love this woman. This, this is a powerful lady here. Mm-hmm. What'd she do? She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors. So she had various doctors. She didn't stop at the first doctor. She didn't stop at the second or the third. The Bible says various doctors. She kept looking, searching for healing. Most people would have quit, but not her. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says she kept working. She never got what? Discouraged. She never got discouraged. She kept working to get healed. You see, there, listen to me. You all from the old church won't understand this, but you all that's been around me will understand it. Because you know, in the old church, everybody, God's called them to come at that time. But spiritually, that ain't true. Some people die premature. That's a fact. Some people die premature. You see, 
Yeah, they do. Some people die premature because they, they lose their will to live. They, lose, they get discouraged and they lose their will to fight. You see? You understand what I'm saying? I have seen it. I have seen people who I know for a fact who just plain quit. I've, I've seen them just plain quit. And they could have made, there's, you don't mind, do you, Sister Gwen? Sister Gwen's father uh, died over one dollar copay description. Yes, he refused to go to the doctor and the poison got all in his body till when they came to get him to take him out to the hospital, there was nothing they could do for him. And I love the pastor that done the message. The pastor that done the message got up and said, I'm close to the family and I'm gonna tell all y'all this. This is premature. This is premature. There are premature deaths. All of you should know that, ask me why. Obey thy mother and thy father, the days may be longer than the face of the earth. That lets you know that you can die premature if you're disobedient to your parents. That's in there, that ain't got nothing to do with me. You see, y'all understanding me? Sometimes you gotta fight. Sometimes you gotta fight. Last week I told you all, I wanted my PSAs up again, and, they get, and it's, when it gets up to 10, they're gonna give me a different medication because I'm taking four pills and uh, cancer pills and one uh, steroid. And so I'm wondering, please let this get up to 10 because then I just take one pill and no steroids. <laughs> and I went in there and it was 6.5 and I'm like, God, I'm gonna go in here and he's gonna tell me to wait till it gets to 10. He said, Johnny, I'm gonna give you this other medication. I don't know what it's called. And you only had to take one pill. Yeah, you see? And I love this because the one they gave me was supposed to last four years, and it lasted four, and then this one will last four, so it's good for you all. This one will full good for four, and then he said, then there's some more we can give you. But I was about to dis give what? Discourage, because it wasn't high enough for me to get what I wanted, and then forgot how God has been blessing me. You see what I'm saying? Right, so, so we can get discouraged, but not her. Not this woman. Right. Well, she kept on going. Thank you. She kept on going and going and going to doctors and searching to get healing. She was a fighter. I call it the two F's. Faith and fight. And sometimes you got to listen to me. Faith and fight. You can have the faith, but you got to have the fight behind the faith. So you got to have faith and fight sometimes, people. I'm telling you. James says faith without works is dead. And pastor put, this is my words here, faith and fight. You're going to have some things happen to you in your life, but you need the faith, and then you're going to have to put the fight behind it. Amen. That's who we are over here. All right. All right. All right, here we go. Yet in spite of spending all she had on those treatments, she was getting worse instead of better. It, even though she spent all that she had on those treatments, she was getting worse instead of getting better, but she didn't get what? She didn't get discouraged. Because when she heard about Jesus, healing power, she, she heard about Jesus, still searching. But when she heard about Jesus, still working, still looking for healing, she heard about Jesus' healing power. You see? Didn't get discouraged. I'm going to go to Jesus. 
I'm going to keep working. And then he said she pushed through the crowd. She could have gotten discouraged because there was a crowd there. You know, women, y'all know how y'all can be. <laughs> Come on. Hey, women ought to be saying amen to this in here. Hey, this woman didn't get discouraged. The doctors didn't do what they supposed to do or could do. She didn't get discouraged. The crowd was in her way. She didn't get discouraged. What'd she do? She pushed her way through the crowd because she heard about Jesus and, and, and she came up behind and touched him. His prayer shelf. She didn't quit. She had faith and fight. She had faith and fight. She wouldn't get discouraged. And somebody in here, if you ain't been sick, you will get sick or you go through something. It doesn't have to mean a mental sick, excuse me, a physical sickness. It can be a mental sickness. It can be an emotional sickness. But you got to keep fighting. Don't give up. Satan's a lie and the truth's not in him. So you're not discouraging me. You're not discouraged. I will refuse to get discouraged. That's right. All right. I got a little carried away. but And sometimes that includes self-talk. Some, As she did in verse 28, she kept saying to herself. Self-talk? Mm-hmm. Talk to yourself sometimes. That's right. Sometimes you need to talk. The old folks say, I want to have a little talk with Jesus. Sometimes you need some self-talk. Sometimes you need to talk to yourself. And quit listening to the outside and listen to the inside ear. That's called self-talk. You see? People say, well, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to do this. Say, no, you don't tell me what I ain't going to do. I'm going to talk myself into healing. Y'all know the story. You're looking at it. Five to, what is it? Five to seven years to live? How many years ago? 25, 26? They tell me I'm going to die in five years. 26 years ago. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. Are you kidding me? And so that's why I get upset. When you know something? You know something, Brother Gerald? I went and got the uh, Moderna. That was the shot that they got. And, and they asked the wrong person. Somebody asked me, do you have any side effects? I said, I've had chemo. <laughs> yeah. You thought I ain't worried about no side effect. I done sat in a chair for three hours or three and a half hours for six weeks. But I'm putting poison up, that's what it is. Putting poison up in my system. And I'm worried about my fever and my back hurting for 14 hours. Please. I got more faith than that. You see that? If cancer couldn't kill me, that shot sure enough can't kill me. Are you killing me? Right? That's what we're talking about here. That's right. Christ Temple North, we refuse to get discouraged. We refuse to let Satan get a toehold, foothold, stronghold with discouragement in our lives. That's right. Right? That's right. Here we go. So she says, if I could touch even his clothes, I know I will be healed. She went in faith and fight. Said, if I could just touch his clothes, I ain't got to talk to him. He ain't got to touch me. But if I could just touch his clothes. Yeah, that's right. And as soon as she, her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it. For she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Because she had faith and fight. You love this message? Yes. We, we ain't going to have Satan 
discouraging us from our family, from our job people, from our friends, from our enemies. I can't hear you, sister. I can't hear you, brother. So you can take that talk someplace else because I can't hear you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is God good? Repeat after me. We got faith. We got faith. And we got faith. And we got faith. I walk as Christ. I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the Spirit of Christ. I have the Spirit of Christ. Within me. Within me. Therefore. Therefore. I can do. I can do. All things. All things. Through Christ. Through Christ. What heals me. What heals me. There you go. It says friend heals. There you go. Here we go. I feel really good. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we're not going to be deprived or dispirited. We have got a lesson. We, Satan is a liar. He's not going to take something away from us that we need to survive. Satan, you're a liar starting today. You're a liar. You want to dispirit us. We're not going to allow you to, to, to frustrate us, to discourage us, to make us fearful, or to break our confidence. Because our confidence comes from the Holy Spirit. Our confidence comes from the Word of God. And we're not going to be lonely because God said, Lo, and I'll always be with you. We're going to be very powerful for God. Jesus Christ said, Greater things can we do than he done. We're we on it today. We want, we're living on the promises of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but never one of his words will fail. So we living, breathing, eating, chewing, and digesting the words of God starting today. And everybody in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah.